welcome to our very first episode of Work It Out, where we invite leaders and experts with a wide range of insights for you. From startups to global brands, we dive into the ins and outs of their industries to work out their formulas for success. On this very first episode, we have the pleasure of having Marianne Chipchic, who works as a tech community manager at Infobeep, leading developer initiatives of the company in Africa. Although he holds a PhD in history, he is engaged in various tech initiatives in Croatia. He is also a co-founder of the Green Future Conference, an annual international conference in the domain of sustainability and green transition. Marianne is also a board member of CroAI, the Croatian Artificial Intelligence Association. Enjoy listening. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Work It Out podcast. It's my absolute pleasure to have Marianne today on the show, where we'll talk about his professional journey, but also as an entrepreneur. And we will touch upon the Green Futures Conference that's coming up at the beginning of June where he is the organizer and for listeners out there, stay tuned because we will have a little surprise for you in the middle of the podcast. So without further ado, Marianne, welcome on the show. Hi, Bogdan. Thank you for having me in your podcast. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we uh, go into the details, uh, who else is better than doing a short introduction about yourself? than the person himself. So could you give our listeners a bit of an intro about who you are? So I'm uh, Marian, born and raised in Split uh, in Croatia, where I still uh, live. Um, so by profession, by, by education, I'm a historian and uh, archaeologist, uh, somehow ended up uh, in the tech uh, world. Um, I'm currently working for uh, Infobip as a tech uh, community uh, manager uh, in the developer relation uh, team. And I'm also one of the uh, co-organizers uh, of the Green Future Conference uh, that will be uh, held here in Split on June 1st and uh, 2nd. That we're very much looking forward to. So how does a historian and archaeologist get into tech? Yeah, interesting uh, question. So, uh, as I said, I finished history and uh, archaeology, but after the um, after my uh, uh, graduation, after I finished my uh, college, um, I came back from the uh, from the city that I studied. It's also close to to my hometown. I came uh, home and actually started working in one uh, NGO here. And there uh, I met uh, Ivan Borazin, he's a uh, uh, founder of the SHIFT uh, conference and um, he was uh, at, at that point, uh, he had uh, his uh, own startup and he uh, actually started with the uh, startup conference here uh, in Split. So I joined him and it was a couple of uh, other, you know, tech, uh, tech guys, you know, from, from, from Split that joined um, the community. And then we started the uh, conference here uh, in Split. Uh, Shift conference in the today is a uh, like huge uh, developer event, one of the biggest developer uh, conferences in Southeast Europe. A couple of years ago, uh, Shift uh, was um, actually Infobip made acquisition of the Shift, and the founder of the Shift Ivan uh, become. Um, board member and he established developer experience department and then he called me you know to to join the um, uh, his team uh for the fa past five years i was working in museum 
um, as a curator. And then, uh, so yeah, I accepted his offer because uh, it was uh, really interesting. The, the whole plan about building uh, developer uh, communities um, uh, on a global scale for, for Infobip, lots of traveling. So I was like, although I enjoyed my uh, uh, work in, in museum, uh, I wanted to start uh, something new, so that's how I ended up again um, in the in the tech world. Right. So you started by organizing communities and organizing conferences, and now you're doing it as part of Infobip as well. I've seen quite a lot on the market, me being in in, in the tech space as well now for almost two years, that developer relations start to get some traction and there's more and more people who operate under this title what does it actually mean uh so basically what we do in developer relations we are uh building bridges building connections uh, between our company and uh, developers uh, between developer uh communities so how do we do that so actually um our colleagues uh, so we in our uh in our team, we have colleagues, engineers and non-engineers. Um, actually, our colleagues, uh, engineers, are um, uh, uh, having a, a talks on the conferences. Uh, we are also organizing our uh, events, uh, meetups. Uh, we also uh, sponsor conferences. But our colleagues, engineers, also are, are helping um, other uh, engineer uh, teams about uh, um, the, the products in, in Infobip. Uh, we also write uh, blog posts, uh, and there is lots of other things uh, we do. So yeah, like you said, it's something. Uh, it's relatively new in, mm-hmm. in tech. Um, uh, developer experience department here uh, in Infobip was established uh, only two years uh, ago, like I said before, and uh, developer relation team uh, is a part of uh, developer experience uh department so um we have uh we are uh, so far we are small but agile team uh my colleagues are currently you know uh in in the us uh mm-hmm. we are uh having um, a big developer uh event there it's actually shift miami shift conference that was uh like uh, previously um talked about uh, that was established here in croatia um uh, actually next week uh is uh in miami one outside of uh croatia so my colleagues are um currently there and also colleagues from uh other developer experience teams right and and so that's because infobib is a global company right so um they're just you guys are spread around the world so you have this certain reach but what would be the reason and it's it's a double question so what would be the reason behind a company establishing an, a team like yours is it visibility is it hiring and secondly do you see it happening in smaller companies as well is there any value in that uh so yeah to, to give you uh i'll give you a, a little more info about the info to you know to yeah. To answer on on that uh, question, so Infobip, uh, uh, like I, actually a couple of you know uh, guys from Croatia uh, established uh, uh, Infobip. They founded uh, as a startup. It started we started as a startup uh, around 15 years ago, bootstrap and become unicorn. So uh, 
by by this like with, with this developer experience department with this that we do in developer relations we also want to give back to community so uh basically we want to introduce um to developers uh, our products what we do mm-hmm. uh, for example on our meetups we organize meetups uh, around the globe i traveled a lot uh, in Africa, also uh, organized uh, meetups in US. Uh, we met in Berlin uh, on meetup. Yeah, that's where we met exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, uh, what we do, uh, we connect with, with the local uh, speakers. Uh, we also have our uh, uh, InfoBip speakers. We want to engage them. And after the event, we offer them free credits for uh, for our products. We want to just, you know, to in- introduce uh, what, what we do. And uh, yeah, we want to actually uh, introduce our products that can, you know, help them, uh, you know, build uh, build their uh, build their products. Uh, and uh, what also we have is a startup tribe in developer experience department. So we are um, uh, actually helping uh, startups uh, on a global scale, uh, you know, by offering them uh, free credits for. Uh, right. our services so it's not the money but still it's a good boost for for their companies uh, they it's you know easy for them uh, to apply uh, on uh, for the startup tribe uh, the you know after that our colleagues from startup uh, tribe team uh, they do like a review couple of interviews and then basically in a couple of weeks uh, if the startup is you know good use case uh, that can use our products you know it's uh, they are all set you know use the credit so uh i think it's it's a it's a good boost you know for for the startup so um mm-hmm. that's actually our way uh giving back uh to uh communities and you have also recently with this startup supporting initiative which to me sounds like sort of an incubator right or somehow a vc structure correct um yeah actually uh, like i said we uh, we uh, we are offering uh, free credits and also we are offering uh, by you know our connections we are offering to to the startups we can connect them actually to uh to vcs yes. we are also offering them uh free uh, uh tickets for a shift conference uh, there is also um they can also present their products uh, there uh we offer them like uh, booths there so uh currently it's not money we are giving we are it's not vc but like i said those credits that we offer uh uh it, it goes from like 10 case to like mm-hmm. 20 case maybe some of them can uh, have also 50 case mm-hmm. uh, uh usd so i think it's a it's a good boost like i said it's not money but it's it's something what they would uh spend yeah yeah indeed yeah indeed and so recently you've been to africa as well um i'm curious about the story behind tapping into those markets we've been to a couple of countries there how is the startup scene there and what developments do you see okay so uh infobip has a strong presence there in africa for more than a decade uh for example we have more than 10 offices there and pretty much we have uh clients in all of the countries uh like the the huge tech companies telcos there are actually our clients but before establishing a developer experience department and our developer relation team uh my company was uh 
focused more on like business to business uh, model, uh, more on enterprise uh, uh, clients. But now we are focused, like like I said, also on building developer and startup startup communities. Uh, so yeah, we we choose uh, uh, Africa, uh, you know, to to you know to boost our um, uh, to boost our events there because it's uh, it's like it's growing market. Like the market is you know growing you know really fast there. Like uh, I don't know if you. Uh, know this uh, information like 19 of 20 fastest growing uh, uh, economies are currently in Africa yeah and uh, and we we started with uh, with uh, uh, meetups in Lagos in Nigeria we did a couple of events there then uh, organized in Accra and it was it was really good it was huge uh, success so we did like uh, last year and then we came with a plan of organizing um, uh, meetups across Africa. So what we do, we are organizing uh, events in the tours. So yeah. We started uh, first tour in February, uh, yeah. the events in Accra, Nairobi, Cairo and Casablanca. So I just, like two weeks ago, I came from uh, another tour. So we did again in uh, Nairobi, Kampala and Abidjan, Ivory Coast. And all of those events were amazing. Uh, the vibe was really, really, you know, good um, <laughs> we met like uh, amazing developers mm -hmm. startups there uh you know and people there are uh, you know uh you know they are willing they they want to learn something they want to connect uh, and uh yeah i must say i, I really uh, i'm enjoying you know uh running this uh, uh this project uh, in africa so mm -hmm. uh, also like to give you some some more inf informations uh, about yeah startup community there so uh by this uh report from disrupt uh, africa team uh investments in uh, startups in africa yeah uh, in comparison like when you compare 2015 with uh previous year uh so it, there is increase more than 1500 percent well so yeah. yeah definitely uh this market is uh, is growing mm -hmm. and like i said infobit has a strong presence there we have lots of clients there and now we are also uh really happy you know to to meet uh, lo local developers startups and uh, lots of like startups that we met on our um uh, events uh joint um on our startup tribe so where where's investment mainly coming from uh investments is like uh, there is like we see we see uh, mm -hmm. funds. Mm -hmm. uh, there is also like from 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 government. From government, uh, for example, uh, in Abidjan we met one uh, really like great inv investment uh, fund. Mm -hmm. Founder is uh, from France, and he came. Uh, you know, uh, he came in in Abidjan, and you know he's like he he sees opportunity there like and he want to boost local startups so yeah it's, um, mm -hmm. and so in terms in terms of technology um where do you see startups in africa or where you've been at the now in the countries what do you see the direction right so there's uh, what's the trend so to say uh so yeah most of the startups when you see those uh, uh when you see this um uh, when you analyze uh, about the startups in Africa 
Uh, most of the startups that actually got investments are fintech startups. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but also like there are uh, there are like other startups in lots of good startups in the health tech. Uh, mm-hmm. Agri Agri tech is also very popular. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, various various uh, uh, you know uh, startups in in other fields. So, but definitely fintech you know is is the top. Um, I would say like the the most startups yeah. in fintech in Africa. Yeah, that's definitely interesting and uh, definitely also quite relevant for our audience here here on the podcast. So the other thing, and to go a bit away of startups and work and so on, you've until now mentioned Miami, you've mentioned Nairobi, you've mentioned uh, Croatia. And if you follow Marianne on LinkedIn, you'll see every week, every two days, he's somewhere else. So just the travel times that you have are insane. And then you're working also full time, you're doing conferences for someone that has to balance everything. How do you keep a healthy mindset? How do you stay motivated? How do you deal with everything? Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been lots of traveling uh, so far. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I started from February, uh, I, I traveled on four continents. I think, um, uh, let me see it, eight, nine, nine or 10 different countries. Uh, so lots of, uh, traveling and sometimes like, uh, I have only a couple of days, uh, you know, for example, I traveled to Tokyo for, for one uh, conference there, I stayed like two or three nights and came back. Uh, sometimes you know it's it, it's hard, uh, you know, to, to travel all the jet lags. Uh, but it's definitely you know worth it. Uh, all the travels uh, and meeting like various people. It's def- definitely different than uh, when you attend like uh, online events. Uh, this something like w- when you can meet people in person. It's definitely uh, different. And that's why we are uh, pushing this uh, in-person uh, events. Like I said, it is hard, especially like uh, when we traveled in, in Africa, um, these tours. So I have like two or three days in one city, then uh, traveling to another one. Uh, often I uh, travel. So when you travel from one city in Africa to other, uh, so it's, it's often like a um, uh, flight during night. So yeah. you know, one night go there and like on the same day you have to organize meet up there then uh so it's basically for for the whole uh, tour like that lasts for 15 days uh like uh i i'm i'm not unpacked you know i just like (laughs) take my clothes from from you know from from the back there is no time to to unpack (laughs) it it can like i said it can be challenging but um it's it's really good, I must say. It's it's. Um, I really like my job. Okay. Sometimes it's hard to balance, but like I said, uh, the benefits are huge from from that. So, right. So you so you find it very rewarding, both from a traveling perspective, but also by meeting communities and talking to people everywhere. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like it's completely different from my previous job. I worked in in museum, so pretty much. I just stayed stay there in museum doing uh, research, uh, reading, writing uh, books, exhibitions. And then there was a COVID, right? For mm-hmm. a couple of 
five years um it was like um not so many travels and now like it's pretty much every month the you know traveling uh to other continents and sometimes like like i said in these tours there's like three or four cities uh in like 10 days yeah but it's really interesting <laughs> right so do you have any tricks in the book I don't know. Do you meditate? Do you have a massage? Like, what's your flow? What do you do? Anything specific? Yeah, I I want to when I'm uh, traveling. I'm I want to. Uh, I'm always like picking like the, the hotels uh, where is a gym. Mm-hmm. So because like uh, when when I'm home, you know, uh, I don't go often often to, to gym lately. Yeah. But you know, uh, on the trip. So yeah, I want to. You know. Uh, uh, go to gym and then relax there so right cool <laughs> perfect um right so we are now at the green futures conference um for our listeners out there the green futures conference will take place in split between the first and second of june and very important we are organizing together with mariana and green futures conference so pcn x green futures conference a giveaway of eight tickets for the full conference between the 1st and 2nd of June. Please check out our socials. You will find all the information there um, and you will get a full time ticket to split, um, which besides speakers, conference, networking, it's also sunny and warm and just a very, very beautiful place to be. So stay tuned for that one. Four. As now we approach the half of the podcast, Marianne, could you tell us about the story behind Green Futures Conference and where it is right now? Okay, so yeah, I'll uh, tell you a little bit how everything started. Uh, this is actually our second edition of the Green Future uh, Conference. And uh, this is something like, I would say, my side hustle. So I work in Infobip. So in my spare time, uh, I'm uh, organizing this conference with my co-founders, uh, Tomislav and uh, Ognen. Um, so how everything started? Uh, actually, uh, last year, um, uh, everything started. No, actually, two years ago, yeah, uh, everything uh, started. So, after, you know, after the COVID, uh, lots of events were, you know, shut, uh, shut down. Uh, was like general lack of uh, uh, tech events. So uh, it was a summer uh, 2021, I think. Yeah, yeah, there was summer. Uh, I was thinking that uh, we have to organize one big tech conference here uh, uh, in Split because you said it's a beautiful city. Um, we have, uh, we, we have, you know, great venues here. Uh, we have really good connections, uh, you know, with uh, with uh, with the airports uh, in in Europe. Uh, we have great hotels here, so uh, Split is you know perfect place, you know, for organize uh, a conference here. So uh, I was thinking, um, yes, we have to do some conference like huge tech conference here. So um, I reached my uh, friends, co-founders Ogyan and Tomislav, and we agreed that. Uh, we have to do a uh, green, uh, green, uh, green conference, green future conference uh, uh, here. Uh, so we put accent on green and sustainable because um, it's a hot topic now. And uh, we also wanted 
uh, to learn about it um, because like we have we we know how to organize event but yeah. definitely this is something uh, we all have to be like we have to be in that train towards uh, green transition right and then uh, we also wanted to bring international uh, speakers uh, like big companies that are on on the way uh, to green transition uh, to show the good examples here in Split. Um, and yeah, like the first uh, conference was held last uh, last June in Split. Uh, it's a uh, great success. Uh, around 1,000 people came here. The conference uh, was held in Croatia um, National Theatre. Um, uh, this year, the uh, conference will also be there. Uh, it's a nice historical build, building in the center of, of the city, so it's a great combination of technology and the culture. Um, yeah, and I think it's uh, th- this is something we wanted to give back uh, actually uh, to, to community. Like I said, uh, introduce uh, good examples in this uh, area, bring them uh, to split. And yeah, I think we are on the good way. Second uh, edi- edition, mm-hmm. and you and you are the only green tech or green, uh, yeah, green technology conference in Split. Um, in, Spl- in Split, yes, we are the, uh, uh, the, the the biggest one. Uh, but there are a couple of uh, those conferences uh, here uh, in, in in Croatia and in um, like other region. Like like I said, it's it's a hot topic and it's good. Uh, you know, it, we are happy that there are more uh, conferences with uh, with this, you know, uh, uh, topics, uh, you know, green and sustainable. Uh, like I said, it's really important uh, for us here um, to hear, uh, you know, good examples and, you know, to join that train that goes towards green transition. Of course, yeah. Um, I feel like indeed this topic is coming up everywhere now and in general like technology and how technology can support green transition and the road to net zero that so many companies pledged to over the last years now if it's realistic or not or if we will get there that's another question but i feel like every initiative and also by speaking to different people also in the podcast as well there is never an excuse not to do something and every little step counts and so in this, in this regard, um, what are, or what do you see as big topic in green tech at the moment? Maybe you can talk a bit about also the companies that come there. Are they only green tech or do you see other big companies that go and take initiative that are also joining the discussion? Uh, okay. So, uh, on our conference, we are co- covering energy and, uh, environment and e-mobility. Uh, and basically, actually, we, the accent uh, on this conference is on tech, you know, uh, in the green transition in tech. So we are uh, we are happy, you know, to uh, to host those companies that are actually on that road mm-hmm. uh, to show that good examples um, here uh, in Split. Um, so we also, what is also important for us, especially here in, in Split, uh, we'll also put accent on um, on sustainable tourism, which is also uh, 
one uh, important, really important topic uh, uh, for us uh, here uh, in this uh, in this region. So we have uh, a couple of international speakers in that area, also uh, domestic ones, and we are happy that uh, you know that you know stakeholders from here are looking in that direction. And besides uh, tech companies, uh, the, the like green transition can't happen with, without other stakeholders, uh, without government, right? So we are also happy to uh, to, uh, to you know host um, uh, speakers from like for example, Mayor from Smithfield come here. Uh, we will also uh, have uh, representatives uh, from uh, other cities in in Europe. And they will discuss uh, about you know good examples uh, in that cities uh, regarding green green transition and smart city initiatives. And of course, uh, they will discuss uh, what else they could do you know to improve uh, this transition. Um, we will also have a startup competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also important. I think uh, uh, it's also uh, it's very important to support uh, you know. Uh, young entrepreneurs, you know, to look in that uh, direction. Uh, so yeah, we are happy that uh, startup also we, uh, will will uh, will you know join us there. Uh, we are partnering with the local universities here. Uh, like I said, it's uh, in transition. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's something that uh, we like. Everybody has to you know uh, to support and join. Um, so we are happy, you know, to uh, uh, to uh, you know to invite uh, you know local students come to the conference and hear from uh, from our speakers. Definitely, definitely, I think that's very important in general um, to bring these topics to more and more young people and directly from university as well. I myself studied sustainable tourism and. I think that's a topic that we can dive into maybe in another podcast, yeah, but that's how I started, you know, thinking about it and that's where I'm coming from. And so um, that's what motivated me to to go in this direction as well. And I can say, you know, coming from Romania, I'm half Romanian, it, there's definitely a, a way to go. Um, but yeah, as I said, any initiative, I think is very, very important, especially for, for students out there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now... Going towards uh, fintech, I just want to touch a bit on this point as well. Um, there's a lot of talking about how fintech green finance or something like sustainable banking nowadays, which sometimes seem to be so complicated. Okay, what does that mean? Um, can these companies and do you see companies in fintech and finance supporting transition, this transition? Uh, yeah, definitely. There is. Uh, there are many ways how uh, banks and fintech companies uh, can support uh, green transition, and we are also happy to uh, to have like part of the agenda uh, covering that uh, that uh, topics. Uh, we are also happy that uh, Andrius uh, Bicheka, that is deputy CEO of, of Revolut, will uh, join us uh, in a panel about fi- uh, fintech uh, finance. Uh, supporting uh, green transition there will be also a uh, ceo of uh, one of the biggest uh, banks here um yeah, in, in in croatia it's a otp uh, bank 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, we are really happy, you know, to, to host them uh, and, uh, you know, to give them opportunity to talk about how they can support uh, green transition. Just like give a couple of uh, e- examples, like uh, banks can, you know, give like better loans uh, for the startups in, in that area, right? In green transition. Also, like VC funds uh, can be like more supportive uh, to, towards uh, uh, green startups. So just like basic couple of uh, examples. We also, um, yeah, there will be also one interesting uh, uh, keynote uh, uh, from one local speaker about blockchain and green transition. So, uh, actually, the title is a little bit provocative. It says, like, blockchain can save the planet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really curious about that uh, about uh, that uh, keynote, and I'm really curious, you know, to learn how actually blockchain uh, can uh, help um in green transition so yeah yeah 100 it's, it's it's definitely interesting because when you say green and when you say blockchain many times you know you have this image that they are opposed right um there's been a lot of stuff in the media about how um blockchain technology consumes a lot of energy i know that there have been some developments recently for example ethereum cutting its consumption by 90%, so definitely provocative and also very much looking forward to, to hearing about it uh, in, in Split. Um, also a little little side note, Andrew Wish, uh, the PTC of um, Revolut, will be interviewed at the Green Tech Conference and will be on this podcast as well uh, at a later time in July, so stay tuned for that one as well. Um, and now, uh, Marianne, what comes next? What comes next for for you personally as, you know, and as an entrepreneur, as an organizer, but also for the Green Futures Conference? Okay, so after the Green Future Conference, a little bit, a little bit of rest. Summer. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also expecting a, a, a second uh, child at the end of uh, June, so it will yes. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, uh, like babysitting for me uh, during uh, during the summer, mm-hmm. uh, but then we plan um, in uh, from September we uh, plan to continue with with our uh, meetups, you know, developer meetups for Infobip. So we will have some meetups also uh, in Europe. Then in Africa, we also plan a couple of them uh, in the US. And uh, regarding Green Future Conference, so uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll see what will happen after this one. We we are uh, like pretty optimistic, you know, everything looks good for for this year. Uh, but definitely uh, for the, for the next year, uh, uh, we'll you know um, think about for, for the, our third edition, you know, uh, during the summer or after the summer, and yeah. Definitely will prepare something interesting for the third edition. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And you for your um for yourself, are you or will you continue with Green Futures and InfoBip or are you planning anything new or any ideas that you're I don't know considering in your head? Yeah, there are there are always some some ideas. Uh yeah. always something something on my mind. So uh but uh, like I said, first uh 
first things first. So a uh, little bit rest after the doing future, babysitting, then <laughs> meetups, and uh, we'll see for, for, for the future. But always, uh, you know, some ideas in my head. Awesome. I can't wait to hear more and maybe to see them uh, in the future. But until then, Marianne, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm very much looking forward to meeting you and participating in the Green Futures uh, in Croatia. I think it would be an awesome topic and an awesome event. So thank you. Uh, thank you for having me and see you soon in Split. See you soon. Enjoy the day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Work It Out. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button and follow our social media channels to stay updated with the latest from PCN Podcasts.